magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest one of all? I would like to say it is you, my queen, but alas, that is not so as it has been. There is one with hair red as fire and eyes that glow, who recorded a podcast with sounds that flow. It contains dwarven men and woodland creatures, and a fair maiden with beautiful features. A podcasting host with a voice quite loud, and films by a company we can't speak aloud. So remember, listeners, to relax and enjoy, and your discretion is advised with joy. Movie Review, episode 105, Disney's Folly or Disney's Finest. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and how are you doing today? Are you? <laughs> and I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a, I'm in a happy mood today. I'm in an energized mood. I am in a, well, how would you say? I'm in a merry mood. Merry M-E-R-R-Y, Mary. M-E-R-R-Y. No, okay, never mind. Can't do it. <laughs> oh, we, remember, we have to be kind of nice. Golly gee, good. We have to be super nice today because we're talking about something really important today. One of the most important films, and this is the beginning of our theme month. Our theme month of... Family, fantasy, and fantastic pixie dust. Before you go any further, for those who don't know, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher. We are on live stream doing events on occasionally. And more importantly than that, we are also on that amazing and lovely and wonderful YouTubes. But we can get to that in a bit. I mean, there's so much going on. We have so many cool things. And if you want to hear a more adult and fun episode, check out any of our earlier episodes because we talk about a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we have things that are amazing like Tank Girl. We even have something super violent and terrible like Ricky O. Lots of stuff. But this episode is going to be geared more towards you guys who are fanciful, should we say? And maybe... Ma- like magic and childish and whimsical and jolly because we're talking about for this month family fantasy and fantastic pixie dust <laughs> that's right it's we're gonna be talking about lots of interesting films brought to you by that company that was brought by walter disney so many years ago and i know that we're technically not supposed to talk about it but according to the free use act we're not profiting on this, so we can talk about this lovely company that does so much for us. That has engarnished all of our childhoods. We all have memories about this. Some people feel that it is terrible and it's lied to our youth, but I think it, personally, I think it allows us to see into the future and to have hope that we can attain our dreams. And someday... Someday my prince will s- find me. Yes. <laughs> And speaking of that, so let's get on to the first of the month. Now, if you 
Remember our last episode, we rolled that one that only the dodecahedron of movies and it dictated us by reviewing a movie which has started a franchise. This is the first, you could say, the first of the Disney films. But more importantly, it's the first animated full-length feature. Because before that, all it was was you had those little shorts. You know, you had Mickey Mouse with Steamboat Willie. You had Bugs Bunny being chased by a bunch of goons. You had Donald Duck. And you had all these other little shorts. I mean, you had a Sneezer. You had all of this stuff. stuff. But nowadays, but eventually, Walter Disney figured out that I'm going to make a full-length film. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. That first film, which because of what it did, it made all these other full-length films. It made anime possible. It made cartoons possible. Every film or cartoon you watch... This is the reason why they're still around, why they transcended the test of time. Like, who directed it? The director was David Hand, William Cottrell, Wilford Jackson, Larry Morey, and is it Pierce Pierce or Preve Pierce? It's Pierce Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, these are the guys who worked with Walt Disney to make sure that this movie was made. And they met like five times until eventually Walt Disney said... I'm going to take this and work on this. And he did. Him and Ted Shears worked to make this the best it could be. The greatest it could be. And he even mortgaged his house to make this a possibility. And everyone laughed at him and said, this is going to be a folly. Disney's folly. It's going to be a failure. You lost all your money. What are you going to do now? And when this film came out in... When did it come out around? It came out in 1937. Their jaws dropped. And people... Loved it. They were all entranced by this amazing story. And Walt Disney Productions became a thing. Movies skyrocketed the, them to stardom. This was their break. This was their big their stepping, stepping stone. stone. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And it was 83 minutes. And the music that was behind it was Frank Churchill. And it stars Stuart Buchanan, Moroni Olsen, Eddie Collins, Billy Gilbert, Scotty Matra, Otis Harlan. Pinto Colgrave, Roy Atwell, Harry Stockwell, Lucio Laverne, and... Adriana Casaletti. And a lot of you may be wondering, who are these people? Unfortunately, all of these actors and actresses, they died before 1950. Most of them. Mo- yeah, most. I was uh, I was going to say, I thought Adriana Casaletti... She, she survived. She lasted until 1983. <laughs> But everyone else of those died years beforehand. No. Wait, 97. She died in 97. Oh, she died in 97. Now I'm curious though, when she passed, was she put in a glass coffin? <laughs> no, she was cremated and her ashes were scattered at Newport Beach, California. That's nice. And this movie, which cost Disney mortgaging his house and getting lots of money, 1.48 million dollars earned back how much 418.2 million yeah four, so it made so, four so, times as no no it's four yeah it made four times four times as much no four four thousand times four thousand times as much yes that is crazy and people thought it was going to be a failure and more importantly that one other thing that it is a testament to time is it is not just the first feature like the animated film, which is a musical that lasts this long. This isn't the first of the Disney Renaissance period. It's also the first that inspired Osamu Tezuka to create the anime style of the big eyes, small mouth. 
This is the first film to get an honorary Oscar for animation. Well, not really. It got an honorary Oscar because Walt Disney got it for being an innovator and a visionary in the film industry. The cool thing is he didn't just get one Oscar. He got like the big normal Oscar, right? And then he got the seven tiny ones. Yep. So he got a total of eight Oscars in one night. Leonardo DiCaprio must be really jealous. Even though he said on his Twitter, did you read that? He said, no. well, actually, we can't talk about that because that's naughty language. On a side note, everybody is saying that Johnny Depp deserves an Oscar because he hasn't gotten one yet. I think that's kind of funny. Anyway, yes. So one large right. Oscar and seven tiny ones. I think that is the coolest and thing you, ever. And you have, if you have not guessed it, the film we are talking about is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White. <laughs> I will say this. I have not seen this movie in years. I mean, when Nikki was a little kid, we bought it for him, and I kind of put it in and then walked away, and my brother and my parents watched him watch it with it. But the point is, I sat down and watched it, and I was entranced. It was like, wa- it's like watching, just like being zombified and hypnotized. You sit there, and you're completely engulfed in this film. You're transformed fixed by it you're drawn into the world seeing all the things going on well it's 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 one thing when you watch it as a kid and you you take it at face value and then when you go back years later and you watch it with your kids with you know other little kids and you pick up on all the little things sometimes there's some innuendos in there that we laugh about but it's completely different. And then when you realize that it was it came out in 1938, the quality and the color and everything, and you just go, oh, this really is breathtaking. And I think that that's what makes Disney movies timeless. Right. You can, like, go back generation after generation and still fall in love with them and that's true with most of the classics there are a few that are questionable but for the most part this film 1930s it still looks good yeah absolutely still looks amazing and i will say this if you haven't seen this yet i would highly recommend it now if you haven't seen this First off, get out from under your rock. What is the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, based on the original story by the Brothers Grimm? So, Snow White is this beautiful princess. I kind of follow more of the Brothers Grimm story, so forgive me. Snow White is a princess, and she lives with her stepmother, the Wicked Queen, She's who actually has a name, which is Grimhild, which is really weird. I didn't know that for years. Yeah, Queen Grim. So Snow White is forced to work as a scullery maid, which is the lowest of the low of the low. I want to say that's actually probably below Cinderella. Possibly, maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe it depends. Uh, I think they're the same, but so they're both hard workers. Yes, the queen has a magic mirror that. Every day she asks, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror has always replied, you, my queen, you are the fairest of them all. But then one day the mirror says, <laughs> no, that is not true. The fairest is now your stepdaughter. 
the princess, Snow White, which enrages the queen. So she tells her huntsman that Snow White must perish. And to make sure that the deed is done, you have to bring me her heart in a wooden box. And now note, this girl is... She's like 15. 13 13. years. 13. She's a 13-year-old little girl, and this huntsman has watched her his entire life. And he takes her out picking flowers in her best clothes. And when he goes to do the deed, he can't. She's too beautiful and she's too innocent. So he lets her run off into the woods and says, don't come back. If you come back, she will kill you. And she has a very trippy scene of her running away in the woods when it's as scary as it could be, but it's not really as scary. Just I mean, when you're a little I girl's mean, eyes. and you're in the woods and somebody just tried to kill you, um, I'm pretty sure everything would look like it's trying to get you. Um, so... Yeah. So she eventually falls down and makes friends with the woodland animals because she's the one who actually started the whole trip of Disney princesses being able to talk to woodland animals. Yes, yes. And and they take her to a house where she thinks seven... Children. Orphans. Orphan children, yes. Uh, but that's not the case. Uh, no. No, it's not. Seven angry men live there. <laughs> or, seven interesting... Little dwarves live there who work in a mine to get jewels. And that's one of the questions I had, though, because you saw when they go back, they have a big door which says vault, and they put the key right next to the vault. I'm like, don't they get robbed a lot? Well, they are in the middle of nowhere, so probably not. She didn't know they were there. Who else would know they were there? But anyway, yes, they... So she thinks... She thinks that she can clean the house, and then they'll, they'll take her in as their den mother or whatever. And speaking of which, who's your favorite of the animals who's helping them out? I like the turtle because he kept getting in trouble. He's like, the last one always. Oh, the turtle, yeah. No, I like the deer. I like the deer. I'm sorry. Not the little bird that is her best friend who is her animal companion? Nope. I like that little, the little, like, really the darker colored little buck. I love him. He's cute. Yes, the one that gets beaten up by um, one of the dwarves. And... So the dwarves find her in their house after they think she's a giant monster, and they fall in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they really love her company. They they really take care of her. They help raise her. And they make sure that she's she takes care of them. They want her to be defended, and they want her to be safe. Even though a lot of them were protesting, no, she can't stay. She became they, part they of their did, family. No, they did make mention of the queen. She'll use every disguise. You're not safe. Don't trust anybody. Even your woodland creatures could be the queen in disguise. And as you can guess, the queen finds out that she's still alive, that the huntsman betrayed her, and she uses her magical powers to become an old crone. And that's actually one of the best scenes because you see the whole ro- the whole spinning multiple images of the the room spinning, her long black hair turning black, her right. body turning shriveled, and then her getting the witch's cackle. Yeah, that was, that, again, going back to like animation and how they put that all together along those lines. Revolutionary, that would scare a little kid back in 1930s. That would scare a kid now. So, yeah, they really did well with the transformation on the evil queen but yeah she uses the disguise of an old woman honestly i 
could see her disguising herself as an animal, but um, not my story. Um, but they, they wanted someone who looks like evil, and they didn't realize, because Snow White's so nice to this old lady who got hurt by the animals, and she takes her in, and then she eats a poison apple. And then the only thing that could save her is love's true kiss. Yes. it's. And then... From there, it becomes a happily ever after story. But and they ride off in the sunset. The queen gets defeated in a most disturbing way, but it is a very amazing story, and it does hold up well, and it's family friendly. There's and there are some scary moments, like the fact that the queen, when she runs away, she's going to crush the dwarves, and lightning strikes, and then the rock crushes her. And then to add a little sickness, you see two vultures that have been following her around, kind of go down to. Eat get her dead body yeah unless she survived which may be a sequel if they ever did a movie possibly yes yes so again the story is is really really timeless if you look at any of the other brothers grim stories which disney took a lot of them no there's some good background with the the story was that this is the first of many of they chose they did follow a lot of brothers grim stories a lot of other folk tales and eventually they would come up with some original stories but this was the first one and this was a story that so many people knew and it was Great, and also they did take out all of the scary and horrible elements from the original Jack's version, including the fact that the queen was captured and then they forced her to wear these iron leggings that were burning her feet and she had to dance around until she died. Right. Um, okay, so like the ma- magic mirror, the poison apple, the glass coffin. They did forget the, in the original version it had the uh, silver comb, which would poison her when they took it off. Oh, yes, I'm just getting to that. Yeah, the, um... The queen dresses as a comb seller and convinces Snow White to take a beautiful comb as a present. She brushes Snow White's hair with a poison comb, and the girl faints. But in this story, she's revived by the dwarves. I'm assuming in this, the dwarves have magic powers? Um, no, it's just to take the comb out and she's fine. That's all it was. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Oh, the the thing the thing that I think would be scary for kids is that like the poison apple puts her in like a state of suspended animation. She's not really dead. I can see where that's terrifying for some kids, but yeah, the Jack Tales, as they're often called, the evil queen is forced to step on burning stones and dance until she drops dead. And it's a lot... You should have put a, that in I there. <laughs> no, at this time they needed happy and sweet. Remember, they didn't even curse back then. Well, yeah, they... And I think yeah. it, it, it set the precedent for Disney being the best it could be. And it is the best it could be, I think. Oh, yeah, no. It's definitely... What Disney did for the story is fantastic. So I think the movie itself, groundbreaking, fantastic... Sure, it might seem a little weird for two grown people to be discussing this, but again, like you said, it made way for so many other film film revolutions. Yeah, absolutely. Like we said, if this movie never came out, then you'd have Gekiga-style art for manga and anime, which is the super realistic... There's no cuteness to it where it just looks horrific. The people look like just drawings, like live drawings. You wouldn't have had 
the big eyes, small mouth, which has become a standard in most animation. Right. I mean, the best you might have is like the um, little orphan Annie, Superman, you know, dots in the eyes. But Right, right, absolutely. So, yeah, this is definitely up there. It shouldn't be a film that you really look at and go, well, I'm too old for that. Because you really, you're not too old for it. You are not too old for Disney movies. You are definitely not too old for this film. This film is not too old for you. It's still relevant. And I really think that everybody, no matter what point in life they are, if you're 18 or 81, should go watch it again and see what you pick up from it because every time you watch it you're probably going to take something away from it that is absolutely right and like so many things from the past this was written for adults and children i mean look original peter pan peter pan was written for adults yeah but uh but um the the writer he came up with the idea let's bring some kids in and the kids made the film Better, or the, the play better, and that would eventually influence the new the the recreation later on by Walt Disney. With that in mind, so what was your all your favorite scene for the movie? I mean, I have mine. What's yours? My favorite scene? Can I be a total girl? And okay. I like the prince taking her away on his horse into the sunset. Oh, where she abandons her entire friends and says, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, here, thanks for, like, keeping me in this coffin for however long. But um, I just got kissed by my true love, so see you later. Bye. Yes, I do like that scene. Okay. For me... My favorite scene is when they first discover her, when you just see their noses go bloop, 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 bloop. On the bed. And then, yeah. And, they're, yeah, and they're trying to interrogate her, saying, oh, oh, you must be, like, we know our names. Who are you? And then they realize who she is. I like that. Now, also, since this is a Disney animated film, it's not just a movie, it's a musical. So what's your favorite song? Oh, my gosh. Well, the... Most popular one? Hi ho, hi ho. We're no, no, work we go. no. Well, okay. Well, okay. Whistle while you work, because you mentioned it the other day. As popular as that is, that's like not really it. Okay. The was it? Not, did I just say someday my prince will come? That's your favorite. Someday my prince will come is your favorite. I think so. Yeah. But the okay. thing is, it's so that... hard because now whistle while you work is up there. I can't. I mean, they're all really good. But if you had to pick between them, which one would you say is number one? Would you say it's whistle while you work, or would you say it's someday my prince will come, which is the quintessential Snow White song? It is. That I is don't the one that say, you think of. Yeah, I don't want to say that though. But it is. It is. End of story. That's it. I'm just it mean, up every... and say it. <laughs> I mean, every single Disney film has their quintessential song, which is the perfect song. Then there's a song everybody loves. I mean, let's look for example. There's a bunch I would want to reference, but we'll say from Little Mermaid, Part of Your World, which is the perfect song for that. But everyone remembers Under the Sea. Right, right, right. Or in Aladdin, A Whole New World is the song, but everyone remembers Never Had Fun Like Me. Okay, yeah, all right. All right, as for me, my favorite song is... One of the more weird ones. It's the the bathtub song where the doors are taking a bath and learning remembering how to take a bath because they can't eat till they clean up. And then Grumpy's all mad. And speaking of which, we didn't talk about the fact that Grumpy seems like to be the main character, even though there's seven dwarves. He's the one that has the character arc. Yes. Yes. I think it's 
Um, I think it's a smaller plot line that uh, kindness will overcome evil. Um, even though he's not evil, he's just grumpy. Um, Snow White just keeps going and, and giving him the kindest uh, reception possible and just being overly nice to him. And you do see hints of, that, of him kind of coming out of it. Um, little smiles here and there. He runs into a tree or something after she kisses his forehead or something. Um, and when things go wrong, he's the one that's leading the charge. It's not Doc. It's not. It's not Doc. It's him. Yes, he's he, the one who's he going steps to... up and 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 really was like, no, we have to save this person. So I guess it's another sub subplot of goodness overcomes anger, evil things, thoughts. Yep. And as of all the dwarves, I gotta say, Grumpy's my favorite because I do have a hat of him. I like Happy as second. Who's your dwarf? Dopey. Dopey? Really? The one who, who eats soap? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and is a mute? Well, yeah, because I trip over my own feet, stuff like that. Run into walls. Yeah. Pretty good at that. Yeah. Okay, that's no problem. Yeah. So I would say. So that's our, my MVP for the movie. There is no LVP for this movie. There's no one who doesn't stay above and beyond. Everyone has their moment. Bashful has his moment, too, especially. Bashful, Doc, Happy, Sleepy, They sneezy. all have their point. Nobody's left out, which I like. Yeah. And it is really good. So now, usually at this point, we talk about... We've talked about our MVP. Uh, we've talked about the fair scene. we talked about the music. We would give this movie a rating. However... It is a Disney film, and it is very good, and we could be cruel about this, but we're going to say it's just simple yes or no. Does this film stand the test of time? I say yes. Oh, totally. Hands down. Absolutely. And is this worth seeing again? Yes. Again, hands down, I'd see it as many times as I want. If you guys do want a rating, simple. I give this seven dwarves. Seven out of seven dwarves. Yes. No, Seven Dwarves and Snow White. Okay, Seven Dwarves and Snow White. I like that. I like that better. Okay, this is the only time. These next four weeks are going to be the only time we're going to be doing a rating system with more numbers. Besides that, it's our phrases. But we'll go back to normal soon. So, is there anything else we forgot to talk about with this amazing movie? No, um, I think we covered everything. We seem to have covered all the bases. So with that in mind, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. I'm at zan, X-A-N, at spirekin.com. Jackie is at lunaboton007 at gmail.com. You can also check out her events coming out if you're in the New York area at White Duck Event or... J J Costography, cosplay photographer. I do go. Eventually, I will get that. (laughs) (laughs) I I will. I will be going to a couple events and taking pictures of. I think your next event is the Castle Point. It's not the BBC event. Um. No, Castle Point is in a few weeks. Yeah. Castle Point and then karaoke. Yes, yes, Stevens Point Institute of Technology in Jersey City. And, and mine, I may be going to Castle Point if I get my press pass. If not, I may not be able to go because I have Anime Boston where I'll be talking. And speaking of which, I have yet to finish my panels. Get to that. 
No, I can, I can wait. I'll just be like other panelists. Wait till the day of the con. Do it and then the do it. Room. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> I did that at Anime Boston last year. It was kind of depressing. I was running from about a mile in between. But I digress. So with that in mind, remember, it's that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only... Dodecahedron of Movies! Yes, friends? Except no substitute. Now, what is the Dodecahedron of Movies? The Dodecahedron is a 12-sided object with numbers on it. And what we're going to do is we're going to roll this Dodecahedron of Movies, and whatever number it lands on, that is the movie we're going to be reviewing next week. And we have a lot of good movies on this list, because it is the month of... Family, uh, fantasy, and fantastic pixie dust. Yes, so we have so many good movies. Like, what are some of the movies we have right now listed on this? We have Peter Pan, Princess and the Frog, Frozen. Oh, and Tangled. Tangled, too. Tangled and Frozen, so, we gotta do those, because there's connections there. Well, anyway, so let's roll and see what we're gonna review in the next episode. Okay, so in the next episode, we're going to be talking about one which doesn't have a narcolepsy problem, but rather she has to get things done before the clock turns. Midnight! Midnight. Cinderella, Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So we're talking about Cinderella, which is actually going to be pretty fun. Actually, is she the second or is she the third? I don't know, but Cinderella was my nickname growing up. Okay, so I think that's it for this episode. This is Jackie, and my favorite quote from the movie is... Slave in the magic mirror, come from the father's space. Through wind and darkness I summon thee. Speak. Let me see thy face. What wouldst thou know, my queen? Magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? Famed is thy beauty, majesty, but hold, a lovely maid I see. Rags cannot hide her gentle grace. Alas, she is more fair than thee. Alas for her, reveal her name. Lips red as the rose, hair black as ebony, skin white as snow. Snow white. And this is your host, Zahn, for the Spyrokin Movie Review. And my favorite quote from 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, is going to be... That is such a messed up scene. That and I was. forgot that scene happened. That was. So that's it. We are Gonsville. Catch you next time and have a great and wonderful afternoon.
Once again, for your entire family, the lyrical, light-hearted entertainment of Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Magic milk on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Lips red as the rose, hair black as ebony, skin white as snow. Snow White. Featuring those beguiling Disney characters loved by everyone. And of course, this is Grumpy. Munch. Here's Doc. What? <laughs> Why, yes. And Bashful. Oh. Sleepy. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this must be... <laughs> sneezy. Happy? That's me. And this is Dopey. He don't talk none. <laughs> you mean he can't? He don't know. He never tried. Then, too, there's the terrible witch. Have a bite. Here's a happy treat of fun and musical fantasy that lasts forever. Enjoy this delightful experience in happiness. See Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> 